everyone and welcome to the Marketing Ideas That Connect show. Here we discuss strategies and tactics on how to build great paid ad campaigns, automated customer journeys and the art of getting insights from all the data and how to be found on various platforms. Very interesting topics. We are sponsored by the digital marketing agency, Famous Digital Media, and you can see them or find them at famousmedia.co.za. They offer turnkey online marketing solutions and brand management services centered on the principles of inbound marketing with a big focus on paid media and content. These episodes are published on a monthly basis and we aim to bring you tactics that can really help you and you can implement into your marketing and business strategies in line with your objectives. So welcome to episode 158. The topic today is just some SEO checklists, a checklist which we got from the Bruce Clay blog. I'll give you more on it just now. There's quite a few points that get quite technical, but I think we all have to learn more about SEO. You know, we talk a lot about paid media, but if we don't have a good optimized site, then you're trying to push a truck up the hill and it makes it difficult with your quality scores if your site is not great. So we we have to look at both. I think that we've spoken about it before. It's two jets on the engines. One is your uh, organic and your SEO on your optimizing your site. And the other one is your paid media and they do work together. So we can't start, you know, putting great petrol into a wasted old car. It's just, it doesn't really help. We need to get our sites right. And we found a lot of clients where we've had to assist them with the optimization of websites before we jump in and just start doing paid media because it's not going to work. It's not fair. You know, we have to be, we have to get above organic content on Google now. And if you look at the search results, you know, if you go paid, you're not always above. So we've got it. There's paid below and paid above organic. So we really need to strive to be above organic. And that means we need good quality digital assets that we put paid media behind to get a really good result. So everything really works together. So that's we're just going to go through some some checklists. We're not going to go too technical. We're not going to go too far, but there's quite a lot of them. So I'm just going to go through the main ones. But before we start with that, I'd like to just chat quickly about chatbots. And we've uh, Famous Media has just done a blog on it, and we'll talk more about it in the future. It's part of the conversational marketing strategy where you know a chatbot can do more and more. We've been looking at fresh chat and. We've been working on some chatbots. We've actually installed a few chatbots. Um, and what we find, it's not difficult to do. It's a bit of code that you that you paste on the body of the site. And it just, you know, it hovers around the bottom right-hand corner if that's what you want. But to me, it's that's the easy part to set up a chatbot and install it. The difficult part is to train the bot. Like, what is it going to do? A bot can just take details. It can be like a pop-up chatbot that takes your details. But... You know, you really want to train your bot and give it the right information so that the setup of the bot takes a bit of thinking and planning because you don't want, you know, you don't want the bot to be able to answer some questions, some basics. You want to put some like some uh, information and thinking and strategy behind actually setting up the bot and what it's going to do for you. 
and then what it's going to answer to the point where it's got to be taken over by humans. So I think it really helps. Remember, millennials don't like calling. And I must say, I've been on some corporate sites where I just couldn't get hold of them. You know, with lockdown and COVID, people aren't really in the offices or they're not answering their phones. But if you go to a chatbot, suddenly you get service. So I think a chatbot's becoming very good for customer service. We actually also, on our paid media for some clients, that count how many chatbot messages they got from our paid campaigns, which helps with conversion. So you add that to your conversion. So chatbots is something we all have to learn about. We all have to see, could it really help us? Remember the the platform, if you have a help desk, then a chatbot's perfect because there's someone answering calls that can be on that platform looking at the chatbot and what it's doing and take over at the right point. But the chatbot can handle a lot of queries if it's trained properly. So it's, it's an interesting topic to discuss and to look at and study to see could it actually help us in our businesses and what could a chatbot do for you so something to make a note of and to investigate especially dealing with clients especially now with lockdown where the phones aren't always answered the emails take too long where chatbot is immediate you know it's almost like the the chatbot on facebook you know it answers oh thanks for getting hold of us how can we help you and then it can give you information and as you train it it gives you Oh, that's our location. There it goes. Please go to our website and check the check the whatever you're looking for. So, I think there's a there's obviously a lot of AI or machine learning or something that goes into these chatbots because they get quite smart as long as you train them well. That was that, and you can get more information on the chatbot from our blog at Famous Media. The other thing I just wanted to discuss quickly before we get into the SEO checklist, which is. Uh, becoming a favorite topic on how to optimize your site we were looking at robots and we were reading you know we read the peter diamantis blog that comes out quite often and it all talks about what's happening in the future and what sort of problems that digital digital platforms are going to you know from 3d to uh, machine learning to ai it's very interesting they study how digital platforms or how RT is going to be shaping the future and how it's going to they actually talk a lot about how it's going to improve the future and sort out a lot of problems that we have on this planet if we look at what's going on and they say and I just I'll give credit to Peter Diamantis's blog because I learned from him as well and he's very interesting and I recommend you go and have a check check him out and he talks about the growing industrial robotics market and according to a report by Litter, Littler Workplace Policy Institute, robotics is the fastest growing industry in the world, poised to become the largest in the next decade, which is to say that robot jockeys are just the beginning. They were talking about the racing camels in the desert and how they're using, um, you know, it's people are a bit heavy, so they're using robots to actually race around the desert quite interesting stuff they're using robots to pack warehouses they're using robots to make food as a chef there's so many projects where they're using robots to clean the house to just do so many different projects and and different let's say um tasks and the one thing they said here is so what is the the one question they ask is what is the allure of robots and robots don't unionize don't show up late and don't take lunch and they can work on an assembly line for for hours and just a few dollars an hour and as the minimum wage continues to grow especially in the u.s it's now i think 14 dollars per hour in california as of january the first 2021 
you know, with people that have 26 employers or more, and obviously we always know the risk to normal jobs and uh, certain manual menial tasks are going to be falling away and people have to get more creative and learn new skills. But it's very interesting because they say there's like a break-even point. You know, at that, uh, what is a robot cost per hour? Obviously, there's a huge capital cost, but then uh, when will it pay itself off for how many years? And that's the what people are looking at, to use a robot compared to use people that aren't always productive and that charge fourteen hours, fourteen dollars an hour plus. Plus, you have all the infrastructure around the people; they can get COVID. It's 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 something that's happening, whether we like it or not. And we need to look at how to be more productive. And if you're a businessman and you need to be productive, yes, we're creating jobs, but the skills that can be handled by robots, those those people or that are going to be unemployed can be reemployed with new skills. Someone's got to build the robot. Someone's got to program. Someone's got to be creative. So I think the world's moving to a place where, you know, every, we always talk about what are we studying? What are you studying this week or this month? And we have to start learning new skills to actually be employed or to retain our employment or to get projects. So that is the, if that's the fastest growing industry in the world, then that, we must just take note of it and mustn't just think, ah, oh, robots will never come. Robots are here already. And uh, if we look at the amount, the percent, there's a lot of information. I'm not going to go further into it, but you, you're welcome to go to, you actually join the Abundance 360 community. And there's a coaching program. And like I say, Peter Diamantis has been around for a long time. He's very interesting on, on how we're going to solve problems with uh, digital platforms or just with, you know, with computers and IT and the internet and the internet of things. It's just amazing. The the progress they're making in so many industries. So it's something to be aware of. So now let's get to our main topic. I read a lot of Bruce Clay's blogs. You know, we get a lot of information from different smart people out there and we need to somehow, I just hope this podcast pulls some of this information together while our audience drives around, does gym, works in the garden. Something that you're doing, you can always listen and we can always learn together as we see what's trending you know we build websites for clients our main business that we do is obviously paid media that's our focus that's what we do every day we're in the paid media panels for example google ads uh, facebook paid and linkedin paid that's our main project and my main focus has always been google paid and we have excellent tools we've had excellent consultants teaching us over the years we've past our exams we google partners we've come a long way in the last seven years and google paid is just an amazing powerful tool that we've seen our clients you know if our clients don't get some feedback or, or conversion on the paid why would they carry on and we like to think we keep our clients long term and we've got excellent clients right now because we have to pretty much we get clients for our clients through paid media but there's a lot of peripheral that happens around it and the one thing we've been studying lately, what we're discussing with our partners and developers is that how do we stay up to date with the SEO checklist? And I must say, it's the technology is going deeper as we always talk about. We, we have to really learn to stay abreast of what's going on. We get If you don't study every week, you get left behind in this digital world. So Staying up to date with the SEO checklist, I think there's there's probably too many for me to go. I don't want to bore anybody. There's there's a lot here, but I think you know if you're in this industry, then you definitely must never get bored with SEO and how to we can rank better. 
And you know, there's obviously the basics, like have you got a nice, clean, well-balanced with graphics and, and content page? Have you got blogs? Have you got a good call to action? Have you got good headers? There's always the basics that we, we have to address. But it goes a lot deeper than that. There's, there's practices and there's, you know, when you start looking at performing better against the, there's thousands and hundreds of thousands. You put in a search and there's like sometimes a million results or a hundred thousand results. And whether, whether you're a plumber, whether you're a marketer, whether you um, sell technology, SaaS or construction uh, products, there is a lot, there is a heap, a mountain of competition that's there and that's coming. You know, we see keywords going up to, you know, usually a keyword was two rand fifty, maybe ten rand average. Keywords are going up to fifty, sixty rand, seventy rand. I said the the record keyword click in some of the insurance and banking industries is seven hundred dollars a click, which is crazy. I Man, there goes your whole budget in the you know in one click. So it's getting expensive. We have to streamline, optimize, make sure our websites, the assets that we have, are really positioned well they have the right headers people can see exactly what you do you know we always say when you land on a site first of all who are you what can you do for me and what must i do what do you want me to do where must i click where must i go and the pathway and that's the top of funnel conversion the first thing is to get found then when they land we really have to have our quality score jacked up and the landing page experience has to be in line with your ads so there's a real i mean it's We've been studying this for 10 years and it's something that we really starting to see the value when people say seo don't just roll your eyes and say yeah oh, that just it's too hard it's no it's not we start with basics and then we move deeper from there as we learn and understand so i give credit to bruce clay they are they've been around doing seo for many 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 years since i oh, i don't know from 10 years ago i started learning from their blogs and they're still around and they've probably far ahead of most on SEO. That's what they focus on, a team of professionals all over the world, by the way. They've divided the SEO checklist into sectors. And uh, the one is content optimization, on-page optimization, local optimization, mobile optimization, site-wide optimization, server optimization, which is quite new, as we know, for example, like SSL, Safe Secure Certificates, and then Webmaster Tools, which... If you're a SEO person and you want to, you have to be, you have to be verified with SE with your webmaster tools. But there are also plugins like Yoast and Google Site Kit that you can plug into if you've got a WordPress site. If you're using Wix or Lead Pages, we use Lead Pages. There, there are you can optimize, you can put your analytics in there. The the spiders will crawl, that we will be indexed. It's it's not bad. There are certain things that are done in the back end which help a lot. But if you really want to go deeper into the different plugins and, to, and the webmaster tools and how you communicate with Google and the crawling of the, of the indexing and the crawling of the spiders through your content and what actually happens and all the algorithms that's involved, then you need some serious plugins. That It's another topic. What, what's the best plugins for WordPress? We can discuss that's another whole topic and we've been studying that as well. And there's some very cool plugins for WordPress that can really help you and make it easier to actually work on WordPress because WordPress is not the easiest platform out there. It takes a bit of time to actually grow into it. Luckily, we have some a very good team of developers that, that use WordPress a lot. So let's start just going through some of the main ones. For example, uh, 
the content creation. And there's a lot of signals. There's actually hundreds of signals, but we're just going to touch the surface today. So, you know, your target audience research. A lot is going in from Facebook to Google Ads to every single platform. You can start building audiences, interest or audiences. You know, the, the cookies are going to be around still for a while. They've delayed that, I think, till 2023. So no one must panic about the, the privacy and the cookies. You must just do things properly and look at your privacy policy and abide by those rules in each country. But the cookies aren't going away right now. So it's no use stressing about it. And, uh, but things are being tweaked and it's good for the industry because there must be no abuse in the industry. I always say the internet makes people very honest because there's nowhere to hide and nowhere to run. So the first one is get your target research, your target audience research, very important even for any marketing. So always spend time on that, get someone to help you, look at what your customers or your competitors are doing. Then keyword strategy and research. Now we find a lot of the panels actually help us with selecting keywords or what keywords have been are you ranking for that you should rank for and what's negatives should you put on so there's a lot of ai around certain platforms we use that help us with keywords but there's a keyword research tool and you've got to have a, a strategy around your keywords your long tail keywords some short tail keywords if you go on broad match this is going to trash your budget and it may not be so accurate you've got to refine your ads and part of the refinement on the ads is the keywords and what you're going to use and how much they cost then your featured snippet opportunities now we also see this with the extensions on the ad you can have snippets a snippet just tells you actually it tells you more about whatever subject or whatever product you you want to sell the snippet will give you some you know some key featured snippets which will just help with uh, optimizing answering and formatting so that's always good and then word count you know we've found it's a debate this one we found if you if you've got less than five or six hundred words on your website it's a bit thin eh? you know i'd rather go for six hundred seven or a thousand words but also you can have long form content drop downs you can but don't go too thin we've had sites where some e-commerce sites some normal sites where it's just too thin there's nothing to index so word counts are important calls to action ctas there should be button and clear buttons very clear buttons from home page you can internal link to your contact page but if you don't really have good a good call to action then that's going to be picked up and it's going to be a problem then content freshness we always talk about posting new blogs i think you may have a static home page it talks about the static content in your homepage so it's searchable and it's must actually stay like that but your 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 content freshness the, a lot of it like keep things up to date keep it fresh keep your images jacked and uh, specifically post blogs because that really helps and it keeps shows that you can be trusted because you're up to date you're not just you know we used to maybe many years ago in two early 2000s set up your site just leave it well, you know, the, the weeds grow in the garden. And if you don't look after your assets now more and more, I think it's becoming, you know, the graph goes up quickly. If you, if you just post something and you don't look after it, it almost degrades. The weeds grow. It needs to be maintained. That's why we always recommend have someone maintain your website at least every three months. There's plugins that must be updated. There's things like Elementor or Divi, depends what you're using in WordPress. There's so many updates and be careful when you do an update because 
you can lose data. So always back up your site. So be very careful with that. But keep everything fresh. And then be careful of duplicate comp uh, content. You know, it's easy to check for plagiarism. If people have copied it from somewhere else, you're going to be, remember I said we've got to be brutally honest on the internet. If you copy some content and think, oh, this looks cool. I'll just copy it onto my site. Big trouble. Big, big trouble. Because Google indexes and knows everything. So if you start copying content from another source, especially you know, if it's low quality, they're going to pick it up and you're going to be pushed down. It doesn't matter how much money you put behind it. So be careful about always make your own content or be careful where you take content from. Don't copy anybody's work. You know, I talk, when I talk about other people's blogs, I always give them the credit. I don't pretend this is my content. What we're doing right now is going through Bruce Clay's content. And you're welcome to go to bruceclay.com and check it out there. So I'd give credit to whoever's content I use. And I use lots of different people's content. We do make our own content, but just be careful about that. And then title tags. That's We always talk about title tags. And uh, you've got to use them. Your title tags, your headers, uh, your description tag, your meta tag. They're called the description tag is a meta tag which probably includes about 24 words or not more than 160 characters, but that's what Google can read. We'll get into schema now, but you've got to give uh, a, a something that people will see. And with WordPress, you can actually show, tell the, what, tell Google what must be shown when you, you know, when you land on that, on that search and you see the meta taggings. Before you click, you can see what is this about, and you can say, okay, I'm interested, and then the content will carry through. So there's a lot about tags, meta tags. Then the header tags, there's header one, two, and three. You've got to be make sure that you've made header one, two, and three on your website. It's just a technical thing. It's called H1, H2, H3. You can even go to H4. So you may have more than one H1. We do that on pages according to Google, though we recommend only one in most cases. I've seen that Google picks up that you I use H1 on a few pages, and Google doesn't always like that. So rather have a H1, have a few more H2s. So just look at that. Just be aware of your headers. They are so important for search. The right keywords. You know, if you're trying to, if you're selling sanitation and your headers don't have sanitation in them, Google's going to ask you like, what's going on? You're not using your your right keywords in your headers. So in search, when it gets indexed, you're not going to be found. And then image optimization. You can always. There's many tools. Use SEO Optima. There's tools you can see how heavy are your images. And there's a plugin that automatically provides JPEG and PNG images in the WebP format. So there's a lot about that. But I'm saying some people, you, there, are, there are many tools that can reduce the size of your images. Because if your images are really heavy, and remember the download speed is going to be affected. So that's a problem because your site's going to slow down and people nowadays will not wait for this beautiful site to die. They just click off and go somewhere else. So keep your site light and check the tools, check your site to make sure it's optimized for that. Then alt attributes, no one really does this, I see in the industry, but just put a description of what your image, if it's an image of a bucket, then put the alt text. It's a bucket. It's a plastic bucket, and this is you know what it is and what it's used for because it just picks that up as well. Then the image doesn't render. Then Google doesn't know what that image is. And then video optimization. There's quite a lot about that where we have to optimize our videos. And you know what we can do is just make sure that it's 
you've you've got it on the right platform um, you've edited it properly and it's got the right headers and the right keywords as well same thing then structured data markup and schema now schemas not that complicated although you can go and study schema I've been looking at it for a while now and it's it's what is the what is the index and the, what is Google read this, it's structured data that clarifies the search for the search engine what the content of your page is about we don't want to get into coding and HTML and CSS today although we've got to have an understanding of what that what that does but it really tells us about what's you know what's in the content and it really does help and it's the next level of so people you hear schema schema is just it what's it what is what is the comp, what is the search engine going to read and what does it understand but it can get quite complicated and we've got to just study it and understand more structured data now if you look at besides the schema markup we just mentioned there are other ways you can structure your data to make sure it's more digestible to the search engines html tables bullet lists order lists breadcrumb navigation there's so much going on here but it's going to be too much for today and then social meta tags now it'll also an SEO audit will also pick up if there's no social links so they talk about Facebook open graphs Twitter cards Pinterest pins and various formats LinkedIn shares so put the code you can just put the link actually the URL link into the placeholder when they when you want to add social platforms then it picks it up and it says hey you connected with social this is also it's a good indicator and it will give you a better quality score then the URL optimization uh, that's also you know your URL you can't have too many heavy keywords stuffed into it but it's good that it's you know if you're selling a certain thing your URL must it's good if it has a name in it it says use underscores that are alpha characters and not separate words dashes or other hyphens are not separators and should not appear too many times it looks spammy so don't have this long this long URL which is explains your business it just it's just too much and then fully qualified links internal links is good absolutely good like link internally and then have a link building strategy to link to quality sites it is measured it does give us a rating it's always been there people say SEO backlinks yes absolutely so we got to keep linking to the right quality sites but remember you don't always want to take people off your assets so just be careful how you do a link building strategy and then make JavaScript and CSS external CSS makes the website look good but don't have unnecessary code you know there's there's HTML there's JavaScript and there's CSS on a website don't put unnecessary code on there because it just it's going to get confusing and then obviously all your tracking codes then local optimization is really claim your Google my business listing very important for SEO if you specifically have a restaurant a, a, a place where people can go physically you it's excellent to go to just go to if you're in your Google platform just go to Google my business and see what listings are there and if it's yours you better claim it because it is really good to show maps the local pack of Google search results and knowledge graph panels for your business since the goal of SEO is to send traffic to your site from search engines it'll be great it'll give you more real estate it pops up on the right of your search the whole Google my platform it gives you a little picture which you can't always control but it gives you your location it tells you when you open there's some questions and answers it can it's it's reviews there's a, there's a lot uh, it says that there's a lot it's a lot more involved in local SEO but claiming your listing on Google my business and being 
gets you started. I think it's very important to have Google My Business because you can post on Google My Business. You can actually quite interact quite and people can interact. So Google My Business authorship left was gone and Google My Business tells people where you are, it gives you credibility, it gives you real estate on search. It's actually a very good thing. So any business, go and just go and check out Google My Business and the listing and see if you can have one, claim it, work on it, post on it. Um, you can put specials on it, open times, there's a lot you can do on it. Okay, then local schema markup, I'm not going to go into that, that we've discussed. Local citations and links, local citations are usually found in directories where multiple businesses are listed, either by business type or by region. At a minimum, an online citation should include business name, address, phone number, NAP, as well as website addresses. Always have your website address on every single thing you do because it's a link, it's a destination, it's a call to action. And then mobile optimization, there on many sites, like on Elementor, we see on many different sites, you can actually leave things out or you can make sure it's optimized and renders on, you know, we do a check and sometimes even the wording and the headers, they don't come out that well on mobile, but they look great on desktop or you've made them too big and then on mobile, they're all over the place. So always check your site that first of all, it's optimized for mobile because we're finding you know, some clients, this actually it ranges 60, some 80%, 70% where people are actually looking on mobile. You know, in analytics, you can see the device that people are on. So mobile is really growing and it's without mobile, actually Google's going to rank you lower. So if you're not, if you're not mobile optimized, which in this day and age, I still see some of the big customers aren't. It's not hard to do, especially if you're building a site. It's quite easy just to make sure that you are Google mobile optimized. Then voice-related keywords. Keyword search is coming big, 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 big. And remember, you get one option, and that's where Schema can help. Where if you say, I'm looking for an emergency plumber, on a voice-activated search, you get one. So it doesn't help being two or three on that. So that's another whole lot of ranking and optimizing, and a lot of work's going into that. And then accelerated mobile pages, which is called AMP. Accelerated Mobile Pages, known as AMP for short, is an open source project that enables web pages to load almost instantly for mobile users because people are in such a hurry. They want to load. And if AMP is a setting. It's something that we need to also look at. We have been studying it for a while. And it's something to investigate and see if it's worth it on your, on your business. Server HTML optimization. We're going to leave HTTPS. It's just a setting in your server when you build a site. Nowadays, it's quite easy. You get the HTTPS certificate. If you're not HTTPS and there's no padlock in front of your URL, Google will warn, pe warn people it's an unsafe destination. So look at your, your business's URL. And if you don't see a little padlock or a HTTPS, there's going to be problems. But remember, when you change to HTTPS, your URL changes and it can break your links and your ads when you go HTTPS from HTTP. Server configuration and maintenance. If you're looking at a 404 error or a 301 redirect, which is look on your console and you'll see, you must always see what's your, your they call it conicalization. What's the primary site that they're going to land on and have you got 301 redirects it's interesting it's dangerous when you start doing too many redirects remember google's looking at your primary site or your destination you can have a .com redirect or a non ww redirect so it's something we just need to be aware of who's what are you redirecting to that main platform and 
is there are there any errors and you can always check that when you run us when you run an audit you can see your 301 redirect you can see if there are any 404 errors so it's something to do with your servers uh, but you can run tests and you can do server maintenance make sure you're serving your you've got your domain and your email codes for your servers because that's the keys to your house make sure you own those codes or if someone we we do host platforms for our clients and it's very confidential and it's very secure and we maintain them for our clients so there's no nonsense but don't let anybody just hold the keys or serve or be or look after your assets because it's really important it's like having a bank look after your your deeds of your house or office or business we don't want anyone looking after those things for you it must be you must have an agreement it must be clear and it must be looked after then you can start going into your server and looking at speeds um, and all the rest of it and then site-wide optimization it's just generally you know it's it's some a lot of this is just like look at the site it's obvious you know can the search engines crawl it is everything switched on are the analytics on are your panels all connected for example your paid campaigns are they are they connected to your google analytics what google analytics are you using it can be confusing if you're not sure but get someone to help you are your goals set all those sort of things okay contact information an explicit eat signal is to have your business contact information so that your phone number all the details that's obvious testimonials also a very positive thing privacy statement is a new thing you know and the COVID notice on all websites in south africa you must if you if you're running a website you should have a COVID notice as a possible at the top or a drop down and a privacy policy that you have your attorneys check at the bottom right at the bottom of the site and it's just important that we have to have that now you've got to have a, a privacy statement or policy and then text navigation your site map is probably that's something we look at first your sitemap and that's something that if you use a google toolkit or yoast that can generate a sitemap for you depends how big your site is your site should have an html sitemap every page should link to that sitemap and you can always submit the sitemap through those plugins and it's probably one of the most important things because otherwise how does google know how to index your site if there's no sitemap it's like a roadmap you're saying that's what that's the roadmap of my project and then it's easy to navigate the one thing is the robots txt file a bit more complicated that tells search engine spiders what not to index so it's important we have this file even though it's empty and then the linking strategy we've discussed cheap as we are number 39 now static urls be careful of too many dynamic urls uh, be careful about that and then webmaster tools which is the console is that gives you the a lot of and you can tie this into plugins but the webmaster tools is something you just have to verify it's different to analytics can easy to find but it gives you errors it tells you a lot about what's going on with the back end of your site and if there are errors if there are problems if there's what's going on so just set up your webmaster account and then obviously your web analytics there's now there's now in beta still analytics 4 but ua is probably the one that everybody uses easier to set up goals easier to get your tracking code but hey g4 is something that we're learning i think it gives you better event um, uh, outcomes it gives you you can track events better it can give more information on what's downloaded and what's happening on your site so it's 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 progress which we got to keep learning there's always you know we do we've had old 
AU for so long. Now G4 comes along and it's like, no way, I, don't want, to, I want to go back. But you can actually have them both running. And it pulls very good data. Remember if it's connected to your ads panel, which is something that is easy to check. Then there are penalties. You know, if you, if you misbehave, you're going to get into trouble anywhere. And it applies to online as well. If you're going to do bad things or stupid things, you're going to get into trouble. You can get thrown off some of these panels. You've got to be so careful what you say. You can't, uh, you just got to, you just got to do things properly, I think. Because the algorithms will pick up everything. And if you're advertising the wrong things, you can get into trouble. So just be careful, keep it authentic. And I think it comes back to just being, you know, sensible, offering good value. Are you helpful? Are you being positive? Are you helping people? Are you, are you solving a problem for your target audience? So a lot of it is just pretty logic and pretty basic. But uh, it's good to have a professional check things. It starts with just building a good positive website with great images and fresh content and then doing an audit check and make sure that it's easy to navigate. And then like we've gone through today that, you know, everything's in line. So that's it for today. It's a bit of a long podcast, but uh, it's something that I thought was important that we look at. And just to start closing off, our acronym for today is what does PII stand for? And it stands for Personal Identifiable Information. Thank you for listening. We'll talk about more interesting topics next week. We may have uh, someone joining us. For more episodes, you can find us on Stitcher Radio, Stitcher Radio or iTunes. Just search for Marketing Ideas That Connect. So if you enjoyed this episode, give it a like, a comment or a rating. You can send me a message. You can follow Famous Digital Media on all the platforms and go to their blog. You can just go to famousmedia.co.za. And we will have everything in the show notes. Our focus here at Marketing Ideas has always been paid media and how to position your brand and message in front of a target audience. You can email me direct at support at Marketing Ideas That Connect. And I'll have everything in the show notes. You can go to our Marketing Ideas website and just uh, send me a comment. Just say hi. Tell me what you, how it's going with you uh, and what you'd like to talk about and just what's going on, on your, in your digital world. Think until next time, you stay hungry, think big, and we all honor God. Keep well. Cheers.